Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 418 for the week of March 18th, 2017. I'm your host, Chris Privateer. I'm joined by one and a half cats. Where'd she go? Oh, whatever. And my cast and crew and cast and and, and RP Gamer people. And RJ Kooten in the chat room. Hi. Anna-Marie Privateer joins me. Hello. I have some cool trivia to share. Hmm. Um, there was a game called Fighting Baseball for the Super Famicom. Well, in Super Nintendo too, I guess. Um, and they had to make up English names to go with the American teams. Oh, some of those are amazing. I think I saw that. Yep. Um, how about Mike Truck, T-R-U-K. Dwight, D-W-I-G-T. Rortugal, R-O-R-T-U-G-A-L. Tim Sandale, um, Todd Bonzalez, Bobson Dugnut. I don't, what? You're just reading dumb names. Yeah, Thick they're... McRun, Thick yeah, McRunfast. Thick McRunfast? Really? Body, Mc, body McLodge huge. It's not body. That's not <laughs> a name in there. No. No, I know it's not, Chris. Oh. I'm quoting Mystery Science Theater 3000's famous review of Space Mutiny. Uh, Roll fizzle beef. I'll I'll leave you with one final one, Chris. Willie Dustis. <laughs> I don't even know how you spell that. D-U-S-T-I-C-E. Dustis. 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 Is it a SNES game? Yeah. And it's called Baseball... What? Fighting baseball. Fighting baseball? Yeah. I can't even Google any of this. You're lying to me. I think you're lying to me. I think we need to look for this game at the Midwest Gaming Classic. I don't even see fighting baseball on the SNES. That's not a thing. Try Super Famicom. Oh, it's a Japanese game. I see. I see. Oh, boy. Wait, did you introduce us? No. Alice Wilkinson, hi! Hi. Kelly Ryan, hi! Hello. I'm sick. Do the show. Bye. (laughs) God damn it, Chris. (coughs) Um, Well, we were going to start with Zelda, but then Chris took off. No, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. uh, There's always room for Zelda. Chris is motivated to talk about Zelda even when he's sick. (sighs) Ugh. I like, though, that Chris listed this game as the Zelda with the weapon damage. That's what it is. It's all all about management of weapon damage. It's the primary thing you do. So I have a question for you guys, and I hope you can answer it. In amongst describing other Zelda things that you've been doing this week, can you tell me how to upgrade stats? Because there seems to be some confusion about how that happens on Twitter. Well, two things, Anna. Uh Only Kelly and I have played Zelda. Uh Alice does not have a Switch or... An interest or something, or both possibly. Well, right while else. the while the two of you talk about it, she's not replying. See, there's two different ways you can upgrade stats. You can have to be a little bit more specific than that. Well, you start out with three hearts and a circle of stamina. Okay, all those get upgraded okay. by the f- process of completing shrines. Shrines are these little mini puzzle things scattered across the map. There's 120 of them. Um, 
and you get an orb for each one, and you can turn in four orbs for a heart container or a stamina upgrade. So you can end up and with like 30 they're... hearts, or you can end up with 27 hearts if you max out your stamina instead. Yes, and supposedly there is a heart cap on 30 hearts. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do. Yeah. So, like, if you get maximum hearts via the stamina or via the shrine upgrades and um, use stamina food, or I'm sorry, heart food to increase your hearts, it still maxes out at 30 no matter what you do. Mm. Okay. That's good enough. So, in in theory, you could probably um, max up your hearts to the point to where you could fill out the rest of the um, heart boosting food and then put your points in the stamina but you can also use that one uh, evil evil statue to mess around with stuff too yeah there's a statue that lets you trade uh hearts for stamina and vice versa so you're not locked mm-hmm. in if you if you want to make some changes okay yeah you can also upgrade your armor that involves finding great fairies there are four of them um they're cute you don't need to get them all to beat the game but uh, you do probably want to upgrade a little bit. Yeah, the last fairy cost 10,000 rupees to unlock. Whoa. Yeah, and I think at that point you need some pretty high-level um, items to be oh, able to upgrade oh, everything. Yeah. That's what Chris was doing That's what day. I've been doing, farming dragons and stuff, yeah. So yeah, he, I need he to... found a hill that a dragon kind of swoops down towards mm-hmm. and he stands on the hill and goes pew 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 with his arrows and then he goes and picks them all up and then he sits at the fire and does it again. Yep. And I get sad because I never yeah, hit the right spot. I need to go hit that dragon to upgrade my hero's tunic. Mm-hmm. And I need to go track down some Henoxes because I need Henox stuff to upgrade. I have so many Henox toy- toenails. Yes. Yeah. Hey, is that the thing that you were showing me that it fell back asleep yes. while you were fighting it? Yes. And then it woke up and mm-hmm. one shot you? Yeah, and it wears a weapon, uh, necklace of weapons from yeah. previous deaths or something. Yeah, so like mm-hmm. he waited until it fell back asleep and then he climbed on top of it and took the weapons. Yep. Wow. You, do you have the stealth gear to climb on top of it so yeah, that, that it doesn't helps. wake up? Yeah, that helps. Okay. But uh, yeah, but it's not that helpful though. I mean, you can do that. And it's fun that you can do that, but it doesn't. I haven't found a way to like kill him easy by doing that. Okay, the easiest way to kill a Hinox is you kind of get close to it and wait until it gets into its attack animation, and then duck out easily. You can do it easily because the thing is slow. When it's in its attack animation, you peg it in the eye with the arrow, and it'll be stunned for about five seconds. And while it's stunned, you go just go up to it and start wailing on it with the best weapon you have. Yeah, I like that. It's a good strategy. Yeah, it, it, Henoxers are very easy. Now, Lionels are another story. Dude, I saw somebody on YouTube who's mounted a Lionel. Um, yeah. And you can apparently do lots of damage to it that way, in theory, but didn't seem to be going that well (laughs) you have to peg lionels in the face with arrows and they can be kind of hard to hit because they are very fast Um, i managed to take down two lionels and i was just kind of well i won i kind of buffed up my defense with my armor and um 
defense food and then you just kind of dance around it and hope that you don't get hit yep and uh then you get hit and you die mm-hmm. and then you try it again the one nice thing about lionels is that it is kind of e- what they have like one running attack that's very easy to get a flurry rush on mm. but the problem is that hinals are such damage they're such damaged sponges that you got to have some pretty good gear to be able to survive a fight with them. Mm-hmm. And I don't. And, yep. and yeah, they sh- and they shrug off your elemental arrows like they're just nothing. And then they shoot shock arrows at you, which really sucks. Mm-hmm. So I, yep, I said, I... I said, forget this. I'm going to hunt guardians, and so that's what I've been doing instead. And See, I actually... have not taken. Okay. I've not taken on a guardian yet. How yeah, did you get one? Um, I, you know, I, I, you get some some things that make that fight easier from the professor dude, and uh, yeah, I've been, I took some of those. I went and I killed some. I got a bunch of parts, and I said, oh, oh, this is a cycle. So I went and got more things, and then I got more parts, and now I have a full set of ancient armor, and. I need to start upgrading it, and uh, yeah, so I've just been, I've been running around killing guardians, and I'm like, at the point where I don't even feel afraid of them anymore, as long as there's some piece of cover somewhere nearby. And, um, yeah. yeah. I need to go unlock Attack that the professor. Attack the legs. Oh. I did not know that. Yeah. Guardian legs. Also, uh, for attacking the legs, if you use guardian weapons, it does more damage. And, yeah, uh, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, and that helps a lot. Um, and guardian, I've heard that guardian arrows help with guardian fights too. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one of the things you need. And then, oh, uh, so I've been I've been doing a mixture of things: either using the arrow arrows and getting the one hit kills, or using like a guardian weapon and taking out the feet, and then running around the thing and smacking the hell out of it. Um, and then, uh, what was the other tip that's good for those? Um, Oh, I can't remember. Oh, the shield. Um, uh, guardian shields, uh, you come across them every so often, they can reflect like mm-hmm. high beams. You Ooh. just have the shield out and it'll bounce back at them if you're close enough. Because I managed to finish a major test of strength and got mm-hmm. a couple mm-hmm. of guardian shields and some high-level guardian Beautiful. Yeah, items exactly. That... That's the perfect time to go farming. Ah, uh, okay. And, and I need to go unlock that professor. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's up in the Akala region. Go and explore and have fun. Find him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, sp- I devoted most of my last week to um, running around unlocking towers, and I got the entire world map unlocked. Mm-hmm. And then I started the... Um, I started the quest to get into the fish dungeon just because I wanted to see what the big deal was about that shark guy that the internet is apparently so in love dreamy. with. He's so dreamy. Yeah, he, he kind of is. He's very positive, too. But oh. um, I've got that uh, dungeon unlocked, but I haven't set foot in it because I keep getting distracted. Like last night, I got into sucked into doing the town building quest line which i don't know if you've done yet i started that i'm i'm stuck i need to find a gerudo lady and i haven't done that yet yeah she's actually really easy to find she's just in the bazaar 
Okay. I haven't set foot yeah. in Gerudo Town, so. Yeah, the the hardest one I had trouble finding was actually the Goron at the beginning, but that was because I had to get items that didn't where I wouldn't burn up the second I set it set foot into the Goron region. Ah, yeah. So if you've not so, been doing the dungeons, that might explain a lot of why you're having some trouble with these things. If you do the dungeons, you'll, as a matter of course, you will have to get these things and you'll have preparation yeah. for them. Yeah. yeah, it's like, I don't, I almost feel like I'm kind of not wanting to do the dungeons yet because that's kind of the path to the end. Yeah, maybe. Um, You may want to go do the bird dungeon. Um, okay. It has a, it has a, has an, a mobility related um yeah bonus so that's what i've heard yeah. but right right now i'm doing a bunch of bowling to get money ooh bowling for monies where do i bowl for money yeah i don't know if you've heard about this trick or not no tell me about it so in the snow region, like right by the tower, there's a guy that has a bowling mini game, and if you get a strike, you get three hundred rupees. And there's kind of a sweet spot to put the ball down where you can get a strike nearly every time. Ah, so just, tricky. And it's only twenty. It's only twenty rupees to play, so you can just farm rupees in, indefinitely. Okay. I was doing the thing with the chess finding game where you save and reload, but mm -hmm. that was too slow. Yeah. yeah, this is way more efficient. And you can look up YouTube videos on how to find the sweet spot to put the ball down. I can help there, you get my like 10,000 rupees. Yeah, there, there are several different kind of ways people have come up with to figure out the right place to put the ball to get the strike every time. So you just kind of find which one works for you and it can take a couple of tries to kind of get the hang of the sweet spot but once you do then you can hit the strike every single time and make ungodly amounts of a rupees i mean you can like put on a netflix show or something and just play on your switch while you're doing it cool hey and if you cross the center line, he makes a Big Lebowski reference, which I find amusing. Yeah, I should probably watch Big Lebowski at some point. Oh, you should. That's a good movie. That's what I hear. Sorry, I'm just watching it. videos of him getting a strike now. Over and over. <laughs> mm -hmm. You might be watching the same ones that I watched last night. Yeah, I think you did. I don't know. I'm just. Yeah, see, that dude's doing the behind the guy method, which uh... I had trouble getting the hang of. So instead, I just. Hmm. Yeah, instead, I just kind of go in front of him and just kind of get it a little bit off center. As long as it works, have fun. Yeah, it's really cringeworthy because when you see the ball go off the other side of the mountain and you think you're going to get a gutter ball, uh -huh. but then it shows the ball and it's like, nope, it goes right towards the center. Huh. But yes, Zelda, it's still an excellent game. I am, I'm almost kind of dreading Persona coming out because I don't want to stop playing Zelda. 
Sorry, I was watching this other video where they're... I don't know what they're... I'm confused. Anyway, I'll go play with that later. <laughs> yes. Zelda bowling! Woo! And I'm going to go get some rupees. Cousin, let's go bowling. Hmm. Why? Why? What? Why? What'd you, what? Why? What What? did we do? What did we do? I, Is I this gave more him some... Uh, no, I gave him some GTA 4 PTSD. Oh. Alice, did you play that? Grand Theft Auto 4? Yeah, I played it a little bit. Okay. Well. <sighs> what are we talking about now, Anna? Oh, we're talking about Alice. Alice, what have you been playing? Because it isn't Zelda. And then maybe no, I know. Maybe people be happy about that. <laughs> well, I have three games on my list. Which one do you want to hear about first? Uh, the In the order, PSO2. Have you been doing more of that? Yeah, uh, well, I made all night shifts this week, um, which has meant that my time, uh, like, when I'm not at work, has been fairly limited. Um, so, uh, I basically have just put a lot of time into leveling in Fancy Star Online 2. Um, I've gone past the game's original level cap back when the game was first released, and I'm just working my way up to the game's new level cap. Uh, what is that? Uh, I believe it started at 50 and is currently 75 and is going up to 80 next week. Mm. Are you still um, flying around Las Vegas? I've done a bit of that, yeah. I mean, Fancy Star Online 2 came to North America. <laughs> oh, yeah. Asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... I've I've kind of like sort of broken once you go past once you get to level 50 and kind of start going past level 50 you kind of start breaking into where you can start sort of doing end game content mm -hmm. um, so it unlocks the uh, extra hard and super hard difficulties uh, and also things like the extreme quests and basically start scaling the, the enemies levels up now to like sort of the 60 70 range. Bearing in mind, I'm still only level 52. Um, so basically, stuff's getting hard, getting harder, and I have picked the character class that is possibly the biggest glass cannon in the game. So I am dying a lot. Mm. Um, but hey, I'm learning from it. Um, the braver class can be can be pretty powerful. It's it's just my my block timing sucks. So you're not getting a lot of flurry strikes then. Sorry? <laughs> Never mind. It's a Zelda thing. Um, oh. Yeah. 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 Basically. Anything new since last week? Or just um, you get you're just higher level, so harder things. Yeah, pretty much just higher level. I have much better equipment now. I've been grinding stuff up. It's just yeah. It's it just takes me back. That's what it does. Yeah. Um, I played fancy the original. I played the original Fancy Star Online. Uh, the original Fancy Star Online and the original Diablo were like my the first two games that I seriously played online a lot. Uh, way back in, God, it must have been before the year two thousand on my fifty six K modem, and I remember signing into Sega Net, uh, the dial up number using my mo using my Dreamcast modem. And 
yeah, uh, there's just Fantasy Star Online 2 definitely contains more trappings of a, a more modern action RPG, but there's something about it that just kind of reminds me of old times. So uh, how well have they translated all the items and stuff that they've been let, adding lately? Are they keeping up on that stuff, or is it uh, the, not the so... actual The actual item translation uh, patch that I have at the moment doesn't seem to be working, uh, oh. but I can read the vast majority of items anyway. Okay. Um, the, uh, the UI is still translated, and I think all, pretty much all of the story up to episode 3 is translated as well. Uh, the episode 4 story is currently mostly untranslated, or at least half. I did finish, yeah. Or I finished up to the current released uh, episode 4 story. Oh! Um, I'm still working on the other episodes, even though technically I don't need to do them anymore, sort of thing. There's a uh, there's a handy little cutscene viewer in your uh, apartment, uh, and that has that has all of the cutscenes from episodes one through three. So you just watch them instead of play them. <laughs> yeah, so you can just watch the story. Nice. I mean, I mean the thing about the Fantasy Star Online series, and this is kind of speaking about it in general, is um, it is basically the the story is told over the same. Small, well, I suppose they've increased the number of areas, but um, I mean, the, the Fancy Star Online story, the original, um, was told over four areas, and that was it. Um, and while PSO2 does have more, it has more areas, it still has to work within that same limitation, even if you consider the randomly generated levels. Um, the bosses are fun, though. Hmm. Um, <laughs> As far as Super Robot Wars goes, um, I am approaching the end of the game. <gasps> okay. Um, is it holding up for you? I, yes, it definitely is. Um, still probably one of the best Super Robot Wars games that I've played out of the entire series. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, I'd be basically, I've been using my lunch breaks while on my night shift to, to grind forwards. That works. Um and the last game I've been playing is Hitman, which my partner dutifully bought for me as a present earlier Ooh. today. Ooh, Hitman can be real fun to watch. I like watching other yeah. people play it. Yeah, so um, David has already put something like uh, 70 hours or something into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he only ever really did the first three levels, including the prologue as well. Oh, um, just because of how... I mean, it's like the game only has, hang on, one, two, three, four, five, six. The game has like six and a half levels. So it's a tutorial level plus six full levels. Mm-hmm. And uh, the strength of the game, from what I understand it, and from what I've played so far, I've only done Paris and just started Sapienza. Um, Have you is... become Helmet Kruger yet? Yeah, I did All I did right. the Helmet Kruger assassination in, in Paris level. Um <laughs> Uh, I also did the cocktail mixing as well in the uh. same level. Um, the uh, I think to it, I think the big the biggest credit this game has is the strength of its level design. Like the level design is really good for like a kind of third person action game. I think the developers of Assassin's Creed could certainly take a few take a few uh, like hints from this one. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, have um, you been keeping up on the Assassin's Creed games? No, not really. Okay. We're off to, what, Ancient Egypt or oh, something? I don't know. 
uh, something like that. I just wonder. If I mean, I do. I do have ones or not. <laughs> I do have both Unity and um, Syndicate. It's just I'd heard good I, things about Unity, so I'm just wondering if uh, that... Unity. Yeah, I think I remember mentioning on the cast Unity's a lot better now that they've fixed it. If you play it on PC, a lot of the original bugs have been fixed. Ah. Um, I didn't actually... Get, I think Syndicate was already like a lot less buggy on release, but I, it didn't grab me in quite the same way. I'm, I know that I'm... I think I'm fairly close to the end in Unity, but I'm close to the start in Syndicate. Which is kind of funny, really, because Syndicate's set in London, you know, a city that I've been around multiple times now. Yeah. I think out of all of the cities that have been featured in... Uh, Assassin's Creed. I think London's the only one I've actually been to. I think I, for whatever reasons, my, I mean, I used to buy all the Assassin's Creed games when they came out, and I was like, this is a cool setting. I'm going to totally play through all these. And then I never did. So I stopped buying them. And yet I still think I, I seem to keep getting them somehow as either gifts or. Um, I think I, I, usually or... Up, I usually end up buying them when they're on sale. But I think. Going back to Hitman, I think oh, the developers, okay. the developers of Hitman, could, uh, developers of Hitman, developers of Assassin's Creed could learn something in um, like kind of very tight level design from the developers of Hitman. Yeah, they don't good. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> they don't, they don't, they don't good. I mean, you've played the Paris level. I mean, no, David I haven't played. played I haven't played oh, Hitman. I just, you've watched other people. Play I watch the Paris people level. play it. Yeah, I, this yeah. game's amazing but, to watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And David spent, uh, darling, how long did you spend on the Paris level? About 50 hours, he says. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> just doing, not only just doing the basic level, but then right. also, I mean, the, according to this, there are 104 challenges and I've done 12 of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't have to do a single playthrough for each challenge, but yeah, that's a lot more. No, I know, I, I know. Were. And uh, yeah. I mean, Sapienza has 164. Yeah, Sapienza. Have you gone to that yet? Because that, that level is Yeah, I've, I've, started, I've okay. started in Sapienza. Um, I'm currently um, thinking of ways in which to do it. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's a really there's expansive an underground level. lab. <laughs> I know, I know, it's it's great. Um, I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to what I've seen of the Hokkaido level. Oh yeah, yep. That fu futuristic medical facility mm -hmm. looks really cool. Yeah, <laughs> reminds me of um, uh, the Hokkaido level reminds me of like what what would happen if a group of developers in 2017 remade On Her Majesty's Secret Service. You know, the George Lazenby Bond film? Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. That's what okay. it reminds me of. <laughs> I mean, hell, this whole game kind of reminds me a little bit like, you know, what happens if you do a slightly more morally ambiguous version of James Bond? I mean, you know, all things considered, James Bond is already mildly more morally ambiguous, but... Hmm. All they need to do now is release, like, some Daniel Craig DLC or something. So yeah, that's what I've been playing. No, that's good. I'm watching somebody who's like really good at Hitman do a run through this this mission and like do all the stuff as efficiently as possible. It's amazing. Once you know exactly where you can go with which costume and which shortcuts you can take, just oh, how like, much it comes I mean, out of the game. <laughs> yeah, I think it's what's surprising to me as well is like the when you get the mastery levels. So when you, you when you clear a run, you get you level up on that level only. Mm -hmm. And then you not only can you do the additional challenges and stuff like that, but you can start in like different places. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's a start location uh, that I haven't unlocked yet, which looks to be that it'll be really, really easy to do the challenge to drop the lighting rig on the target. 
because you start undercover in the AV center, which I'm pretty sure is pretty near where you need to be. Um, yeah. I need to also try and do all, uh, David did that one time where he mixed the rat poison cocktail for the guy and then uh, stuck a proximity mine in the bathroom. <laughs> Well done. So well he went, done. He, he went in there and he puked on a, prox, a proximity mine and blew the entire bathroom out. Excellent. I mean, it worked. Yes, it does. What a way to go. Yeah. Dairy <laughs> uh, me. Oh, Kelly, you've been playing Dragon Quest Eight. Yeah, I finished the game up last week. Did you do it for real? you go and get the real ending? No, because oh! as, far, as far as I was concerned, I got the real ending oh because gosh. she stayed a princess. I don't know what this real ending you're speaking of is. I mean, am I am I missing something? Yeah. You gotta go back and do the Dragovian trial. Oh, I don't want to do the Dragovian I don't want to do the Dracovian trial. It looked hard. <laughs> you have to work for it. You have to be like level 50 to do that. And I don't really want to. Don't uh, you care about your main and... character? Oh, this is maybe. for his sake. This is for his sake. She stayed a princess at the I, end. Though. I know. I, I know. But you got to. Fine. Fine. Whatever. He's he's having a really hard time accepting this. Listen, uh, it just there's a better fate for those two, but you need to do the trial first. Mm -hmm. I know, but that that trial was 150, or I'm sorry, that that trial is like takes level 50, and I was only like level 45 when I beat the game, <laughs> and I don't want to go, you know, R try to RNG metal king slimes to death for the next three hours. I just don't wanted to play something else fine well and what was that uh shantae okay i kind of wanted more uh, or i wanted to play something a little more actiony just to kind of cleanse my palate since i had been playing so much turn-based stuff between dragon quest 8 you've been and... playing zelda how much more actiony can you get well I just wanted a little bit more of an action-y experience, uh, and I've been in kind of a Metroidvania uh, mood. So, and I have I've had the Shantae games kind of sitting on my 3DS for a while now. So you're like oh, playing this, you're playing from like the first game forward. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I played through the entire first game last week, and I now understand why that first game is the most expensive Game Boy Color game. Because everybody that probably played it smashed the cartridge in frustration. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, it is, a it is a very good game. And it's one of those games that you kind of, while you're playing it, forget that it's a Game Boy Color game. But the annoying thing is that the screen crunch in that game is horrible. So you have a lot of BS deaths while you're playing and the controls are so not floaty is the right word so stiff that that game is kind of frustrating but at the same time the first Shantae game also is 
very good in that you know you get a new power up and you want to go explore everything to figure out what what kind of heart containers and other power ups that you've missed and that game definitely scratches that itch it's just you can tell it's the first game in the series and it didn't help that I was playing it on my 3DS and I don't think the 3DS is very good for cheaty platformers in that vein because I had trouble playing Shovel Knight on my 3DS too I don't know if that's just a me problem or if any if you guys have ever had that problem with With 3DS platformers what with 3DS platformers doing what on the 3DS Having trouble controlling them precisely. Oh, no. I haven't played a lot on there, so. You did maybe it's my just... 3DS, right? Yeah, but that's designed for the 3DS. Okay. This is a emulated game on the 3DS, right? Which game? I are just you... know that I. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's Shantae on the 3DS. Yeah. Well, the on the, the virtual GBA. console. Yeah. So yeah. it might be different. I mean, I don't know. I had a little, a lot of trouble controlling Shovel Knight on the 3DS. And the controls for Shantae were kind of like that. Very kind of stiff NES-style controls. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just terrible at platformers. But I played through the first Shantae game in about a week. And I started Shantae Risky's Revenge. I think yesterday and that game improves all of the control problems and all of the kind of exploration problems just immensely. And I kind of wouldn't recommend starting out with the game boy color game because well, it's okay. Mm -hmm. The DSI game is so much better and I am in love with the sprite work in that game. How do you like the soundtracks? Oh, the soundtrack is amazing. Yeah. I love the kind of Arabic, mm-hmm. Arabic belly dancing music, and I like to hold the X button just to watch Shantae dance. The composer is one of my favorite chiptune artists, like ever. So he's he's good. Yeah, I I love that game. I love using my hair to kill things. <laughs> Looks like she's head banging to a metal song when you kill things. So and then you get Shantae and the Pirates Curse. Yeah, I haven't gotten to that one yet. I'm about two-thirds of the way through Risky's Revenge right now. And I'm I'm playing them portably, so I ended up having to pick up uh, Half-Genie Hero on the Vita. Oh, uh, right. But that, the... that, that was kind of a good buy because the physical version comes with the soundtrack. Mm, cool. Yeah, I don't know if the soundtrack for the, third, the fourth game is chiptunes or not. Oh, um, I don't know, it's on Jake's site. We can go check it out. Um, yeah, he, he band camps all those soundtracks, so they're easy to get for cheap. Um, but yeah, I'll have to rip that soundtrack and put it on my phone to listen to it when I get to that game. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, as far as Metroidvanias go, I mean, you can't go wrong with Shantae. They've been pretty fun so far, despite the first one being kind of dated. Cool. Well, I'm glad you're liking it. Mm-hmm. I just don't have time for Shantae. I've got Zelda to play. Well, <sighs> um, the reason why I started those games is because I looked at how long to play, and the 
everyone but the Game Boy Color one is only like five hours. Mm. Oh. The Game Boy Color one was not, it, it, they had it at like nine hours, and I think that just might be compensating for deaths. Hmm. All right, then. Maybe I should look into those more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool beans. And that leaves Anna Marie. Yes. You finished your shallot. I did finish my Atelier Shally. And I got the chief ending. Okay. I don't know what that means, but all right. Shalastera went back to her village and became the chief. Ooh. And then I decided... Just I spoil the game, Anna. Uh, no. Oh. She's like the daughter of the chief. And the reason that she goes on her adventure is to find water for her village so that the village can survive and she can become chief. Mm. It's not the only ending, but it is a certainly valid ending. Okay. All right. And then after that, I wasn't really sure what to play. Kind of bummed around my spreadsheet and I picked up Lost Dimension. And I hated it for the first two hours because mm-hmm. I didn't really understand what I was doing and I didn't really understand how all of the systems worked. Um, and then I kind of sat back and um, took a look around an FAQ and it kind of all clicked. And so here's here's the idea of Lost Dimension is you are one you are the leader of a group of 11 people including yourself and um every f- uh you're put inside of this tower and you have to go up the tower and defeat the end and the end hates you and you have no idea why cuz no one no one remembers any of their memories and so the sort of plot twist in all of this is that on each floor as you ascend there is one person who is a traitor And it is random which person is going to be a traitor. And so the first floor, the first time you play through, it's always the same person. Um, And then floors two, three, and four are completely randomized. And floor one is randomized in future playthroughs. Um, Because you are definitely intended to play this game more than once. And so I jokingly, at the start of the second floor said on Twitter that I really hoped my healer wasn't the person who was the traitor. Yeah, my healer was the traitor. And so... You gotta learn not to say that. Hmm? You gotta learn not to say things like that. Oh, and it's funny because I was thinking, as soon as I hit the third floor, I was like, man, I hope one of my two people that, like, levitate and teleport aren't the traitor. I have to stop saying this. (laughs) and chris was like watching me every time try to pick out the traitor and i was agonizing over it because here's how it works is once you are at the end of the floor you have to um basically manipulate how people vote to choose the traitor um and there's sort of like a like a, a little brain wizard game that like tells you whether there's potentially traitors in your party And so you have to identify the three potential traders. And from there, you can use vision points to delve into their psyche and figure out if they really are a trader or not. So Sounds very reality show. It's kind of crazy. It's really enjoyable, though. 
Um, the combat is like a, it's a tactical RPG, turn-based tactical RPG without squares. So it's like that free-roaming TRPG style where it's like you have a limited movement area and then you can do abilities and if you can hit stuff within your movement area, you can do that. Um, the thing that was really frustrating me when I first started playing is the game both requires and encourages you to group up because when you're grouped up, you can do um, follow-up attacks with your teammates. But of course, the problem quickly becomes your enemies have AoE attacks, which can then blow up the people that are grouped up together. Oh, and if the enemy groups up, they can also assist each other. And since your people are close together, the enemies get close together, and it's just a cluster. So it's uh, you have to kind of balance between putting all of your allies close to each other, but not in a way that makes the enemies close together and not too close together that they're being attacked by AOE attacks. Or you basically have to bum rush enemies that you know that have strong AOE attacks and just take them out first. So the cool thing is, is um, as you level up, you get gift points and gift points, well, they're skill points. So you put them into skills and you um, either get new skills or you level up existing skills. When you vote someone off the island, they are murdered. And the only thing that remains behind is a cube that contains their gift. So everybody has like a special power of some sort. So like I have someone who can heal and I have someone who can cast fire and I have someone who can shoot really long distances and I have someone who can teleport. And so um, when that person is killed, their abilities, you, you can no longer learn new abilities, but their abilities get sort of like um, condensed down into the square and you can equip people with that square. So not only oh, do I'm they learn the things that the person who's dead had but it may also combo together to unlock new abilities for them so for example um if the guy who has all the electricity talents dies um gets voted off the island um you can plug his square into like three or four people that will get electricity slash their talent actions that's really cool it is yeah, I was and you to. feel terrible doing it why? Because you killed them. Yeah, they were a traitor. Yeah, but unless you did it wrong. No. Well, yeah, and that's the other thing is is if you do it wrong, you kill someone that isn't a traitor, and their reaction is heartbreaking. And you feel bad doing it. So at one point I accidentally backed myself well, into a corner. And it's where not I, even just that you have to vote for the right person. It's that you have to spend time in that chapter convincing other people to vote for them too. Yep. So it's not even just you and it's not something you can fix by just easily save scumming your last save. And once you go to the vote, you can't go back. Man, this game sounds brutal. It is and it isn't. So, I mean, once you understand sort of how the voting works, it's pretty easy to manipulate it. Unless, unless you don't know there's an extra vote coming. Yeah, unless you don't know there's a vote coming. And then you get So, started. how do you figure out that people were traitors? All right. So, every time you go into combat, at the end of combat, your character has sort of like this precognition 
where he can hear people's souls. And it's very hokey sounding. But basically at the end, he will hear the voices of either people who are not traitors or potential traitors. And so if there's no one in your group that's a traitor, he will say no one in this group is a traitor. Um, if you have one or two of the potential traitors in your group, he will say there might be a traitor in this group. And if you have all three potential traitors, he will say there is definitely a traitor in this group. And so do you remember playing that game when you were a little kid where there were like five pegs and you could make them either black or white? And then you yeah. put black or white pegs in and it would tell you like three correct, but two in the wrong spot. Yeah. Same sort of idea. So there's a marking system where as you go along, it will tell you how many traders voices you hear. And so it's sort of like that peg game where you have to look at each um, individual um, combat point and figure out what each of them have in common and sort of process of elimination, figure out who's a potential trader because you'll always have three potential traders. And then you use these voice points to dive into their soul and do this really dumb mini game. It's super hokey. Um, basically, you run towards the sound of their voice and it's a 360 degree field. So sometimes you have to work a little bit to figure out which direction ahead to, to start. Um, and you have to do this three times and at the end, it will they will either apologize to you, which means they are the traitor, or they will say they want to go with you, which means they're not the traitor. No, do they do is do potential traitors do traitory things in battle? Like... No. Okay, that's weird. Not until the very last fight. Right. So the trick is is under normal circumstances, there is no way to tell who's a traitor outside of this like precognition talent that the main character has because um, one, people don't know they're a traitor until they're on the floor where they're revealed as a traitor because the end is giving them back their memories to let them know they're the traitor. And two, they don't reveal themselves as a traitor if you don't eliminate them until the last battle. And so the last battle, if you have traitors, and you can have like all four traitors if you screw up really badly, um, they will leave your party and fight with the bad guy. And for reference, you That's end... a separate fight just with them. Well. Well, and then without rest, you immediately go and fight the end. So it's a quote unquote. And then you get a bad fight. ending. Uh, you don't get a you can get a really bad ending. Like, if you have multiple traders, because good luck killing them. Because you have six people by the time you get to the last fight. And so how many people you have on your team depends on how many people aren't traders. So if you let three traders through, you only have three people left in your party. So it is very important to find the trader. The cool thing is, is this game was announced this week is coming to PC. Yeah, I, I saw that. I was surprised. I like, was like oh, so excited. I was like, hey, that's really good timing. But you're not going to play it again. I, I won't. But I mean, here's the thing is I was actually talking to Ninji about this game mm -hmm. because I thought it would be really cool for him. And I was like, man, it's too bad this game isn't out on PC because that's where he likes to play games. Mm -hmm. And then like the next day I was like, hey, Ninji, guess what? I got announced for PC. You could play it now. Yay. <laughs> So after that, um, oh, I, go ahead. 
Oh, no, I just, I always like games that kind of play with character inter- interaction conventions like that. It makes them feel a little bit more like the people in the games are real and not just pixels. Man, picking, picking a traitor was so stressful in like a good way. It made the game really intense. And I do actually want to go back and play it again. So I definitely need to do that. I just didn't want to do it right away. So after that, I did a poll on Twitter to see what I should play next. And people picked Demon Gaze. And I got tons of recommendations for it. And I hate it. <laughs> um, I like jumped into it. And I set out into the dungeon. And I died. And I died. And I died. And I died. And then I got a little bit further. Because I was being a lot more conservative. And then Mars jumped me and I died. So I decided to avoid the the circles. And then I hit a skull and Mars jumped me and I died. So I decided to avoid the skulls. And then I found an exclamation mark and Mars jumped me and I died. And at that point, I was ready to throw the friggin' Vita across the room. So Chris found an FAQ for me and he found all of the places where Mars potentially could spawn, but probably... Um, and so we did all of the things that weren't potentially Mars spawns and I got a little bit further and I got a third party member and I realized that the problem wasn't that the game was hard and it, it is hard um, but I would have gotten over that. The problem is I hate the combat. <laughs> Oops. And so I <coughs> I can play games where I don't like the combat as long as there's like a lot of big story sections to kind of mix things up. Um, but there's no story in this game. It's all about the dungeon crawl. So I was like, you know what? I've put at least five hours into this game and discovered that I am not going to enjoy this in any way. And I feel like I've given it a fair shake. So I deleted it. I had played that game all the way through. And there is there is story, but it's kind of few and far between. Yeah. And I mean, that seemed to be everybody's consensus, too, is it's like there is a story. Uh, kind of. You just you you've got to really like dungeon crawling. Yeah, and that's the thing is, it's like I'm not gonna be able to play this because I'm not gonna enjoy any of the dungeon crawling. So, yeah, that was my week of gaming, and I think that's everything for what people have been playing. You say it's time for the news. News time. Beep, 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 News time. So I was just getting my uh, thing I would need for our voicemails later. Oh. How are you doing? You ready for some news? Hannah? I could do with some news. You could do with... Oh, just for you, Kelly. Just for you. Uh, we should have Anna read the news. No. <laughs> what? Anna just walked out of the room. <laughs> like, no. Oh, poor girl. Where'd she go? All right. I don't know. She got something going on. Momodora, reverie under the moon. So we know that Momodora is coming to PS4 and Xbox One Um, this week. That is a really good Metroidvania, and I played that last year and highly recommend it. Yeah. The PlayStation 4 version will be available on Thursday, April 16th, 
and the Xbox One version coming the day after. Um, oh, they revealed that it's going to be out this week. They revealed it, but it's not out until... Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Do you sell people on that game like how it was sold to me? One of your transformations is a cat. And cat. Will you... When you duck down, the cat does the butt wiggle. <laughs> so there you go. Momodora, go get it um, uh, in April. Unless you've already got it on PC or something. Ah, we learned that Lost Dimensions are coming to Steam in 2017. As Anna Marine spoiled for us. Anna. Anna? Anna? Did you lose your voice? Hello? Okay, Anna, stop talking. I don't know what's going on, everybody. I have a new, I have a new quest for you all. Figure out what's going on with Anna. <laughs> You're we, her husband. That's I, your life quest. I don't know anymore. There's a, there's a. Okay, here's a story for you then. The Surge. You heard of the Surge? No, actually, not this game. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, tw- Deck 13's making it. Focus Home Interactive's publishing it, and they uh, put out a trailer for it, so you can go check that out on the site. It's coming out May 16th. It's uh, I don't know. <laughs> you are. <laughs> it's I don't know what's going on. You know, we see the trailer, dude, wearing an exosuit, fighting off robots and other people in exosuits. And is this we... like Deus Ex? Maybe I don't know. But like, I don't know. The trailer doesn't show gameplay, so it's hard to <laughs> really figure out what's going on there. Well, come May, maybe we'll have someone mm-hmm. sucker into this and give us a. So my wife is back. Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. You disappeared and stopped talking. I was really confused. Yeah, I couldn't breathe. Why not? Because I have this terrible cold that you brought. Home. Oh, it's my fault. Yeah, you're probably right. All right. Uh. <laughs> Fire Emblem Heroes. That's your game. Well, it's not just my game. Oh. We have a big Fire Emblem lock because Fire Emblem Heroes and Fire Emblem Echoes news came out this month or this week. Echoes did not come out this week. News. 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 Okay. Well, what's going on in Heroes that we care about? All right. So um, they introduced the concept of inheriting skills. So like, for example, if you're, um, you can like, merge one person into another and give them the former person's skill. The problem is right now, if you then merge that person into someone else, the skills they inherited aren't available. Ah. Right. So they're going to fix that. Really? Yes. <laughs> is it going to be retroactive? No. <laughs> no. Um, they're also adding um, hero merit. Um, and basically, every character... Um, will have a little HM bar for hero merit. And once you fill it up, you get feathers. Ew. And duplicate heroes have the same hero merit right. bar. So if you want to fill it up really fast, you can use the same character multiple times. Ah, um, they will add um, more map variety. Um, so for example, right now it's just kill everybody. Um, and it doesn't matter how quickly you do it or in what order or whether people survive, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they are going to add two new rule sets, um, one of which is defensive. Clear the map by defending against atta- enemy attacks for X number of turns. <coughs> and then there's also going to be um, a reinforcement combat where you have to sort of um, motor through everything because the more turns you take, the more reinforcements they will summon. 
Um, they're also going to change the way they calculate arena scores and create matchmaking. Because, I mean, it's not really balanced right now because they don't take into consideration the star rating of characters. So you can go up against someone that's considered easy and they have like four or five star characters. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're going to make it a little bit easier to figure out who the bonus heroes are in the arena by like you'll be actually be able to tap on them and see what game they come from and what draws they come from. Cool. Um, All right. So they're just patching this. For yeah. 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 It's a bunch Whatever. of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then they announced that there's going to be like um, grand grand hero battles for like the next two or three months. Okay. So like um, grand battles um, basically give you three star characters. If you're able to finish them without anybody dying. Then we got another story here that they got an event going on where you get lots of orbs and extra experience. Yeah, so from go, now until April 3rd. All right, so go do that. Um, also, there's new quests to do in the training towers without dying. Without dying. Yeah, so basically it's like clear um, level four training tower. And all characters must survive. Ah, and okay. sometimes there's a modifier in there. Whatever. So it's like clear character, clear um, rank four in the tower with a blue character. All characters must survive. Yeah, so you just put them in the corner. <laughs> all right. And then Fire Emblem uh, Echoes, um, the main site got a big update. All right. And, what do we learn? Um, kind of stuff that we already knew. <laughs> okay. Um, the problem is, is it's kind of one of those things where it's like deep diving into it doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, it's all mechanics of the game and stuff, right? It's mechanics stuff of we'll the, game, the game, introducing characters, yeah. um, talking about the story. And a couple of those I wanted to pull out and discuss specifically because what? Um, they're so they're actually putting new characters in Fire Emblem Echoes. It isn't just characters from the original Fire Emblem Gaiden. Well, this game has a world map that you walk around mm -hmm. on. Yeah, so cool. you actually go into dungeons and you dive through dungeons. And then when you smack an enemy, it goes into Fire Emblem combat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm watching the videos here. This looks very old school. Yeah, it is. I cannot wait for this game. Um, and then they sort of mentioned very offhandedly um, that there's going to be normal and hard difficulty. And then you can choose between classic, that has permadeaths, or casual, um, that allows characters to revive once you're back on the world map. Yay. Um, also, because there's no weapon affinity in this game, um, they ramp way up terrain effects. Wait, so what like, do you mean there's no weapon affinity? There's no weapon triangle in this game. What? How do you have Fire Emblem without the weapon triangle? Because this was pre-weapon triangle. There was Fire Emblem before the weapon triangle? Yeah. This is wrong. <laughs> the, this game should not be. So like... Um, in the modern Fire Emblem games, you might get like a very small boost or a small disadvantage, like um, attacking someone um, in, who is in a forest or attacking from a fort. Um, those are way, way, way increased. So like attempting to hit a character in a forest will have your accuracy lowered by 40%. So it makes a big difference. Also, um, magic ignores all terrain effects, but um, using it consumes your HP. You have to spend H... Yeah. Oh, you just said that, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, they Fire Emblem. They also kind of hammered out 
uh, a timeline, um, which starts 3,000 years before the story and then jumps to 2,600 years before the story and then kind of goes through mod- the modern era. Okay. And it's kind of one of those things that you want to read because if I try to read it to you, it's not going to make any sense. You're one. A sage with not... Yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and then we had tons of editorial content on the site this week. So like we what? Pax Impressions. Pax Impressions from Square Ooh, Enix. T- yeah, all right. So, so tell them the games that people... that that they covered in those impressions. So uh, people Final know Fantasy what they 12, want to go check out. The Zodiac Age, Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix, and Dragon Quest Heroes 2. Cool. And then Wheels also played Pylon Rogue. And he played Masquerada, Songs and Shadows. He played the console version. I played the PC version last PAX. Did he play um, Pyre at all? Mm-hmm. Doesn't look like it. Okay. Um, we also had our first Mass Effect Andromeda gameplay stream, so you can either oh. ch- check out the Twitch archive. Oh my or gosh, our I didn't page. talk about Mass Effect, Anna. <laughs> oh my gosh, I played the new Mass Effect, guys. I yeah, played the don't worry, Effect. I did as well. Oh, did you so do I... it? Oh, yeah, Alice, I did. how did that? How, a, I love the fact that we both even forgot to mention we played it because I think that speaks volumes, but. How did you how did you get access to it? Do you do EA access or something? I have EA access, which I have for um, uh, I got for uh, Aragami and Fury very recently. So, oh, Origami, Aragami, Aragami. What's and that? And Fury, it's a stealth game. Oh, that's on EA on access. EA. Yeah, it's on EA Access. Is it only on like the PC version or something? I didn't remember yeah, seeing yeah, yeah. that I've on the, the Xbox I've One PC, version. It, it's on the it's on the PC version, I think. Oh. So I signed up um, for the Xbox One version a because I wanted to do something with my Xbox One for once, um, but also b because um, no, I don't remember why. I think I just wanted to play this on the, my TV. So. <laughs> So I had I had big screen Mass Effect and I got to see some of the wonkiest character animations I've seen in a while. <laughs> yeah, so the character animations. I um, was about to ask. Things uh, are weird. I was about they, to ask. Also, they're they're slightly unpolished. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the 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 default the default female character has crazy eyes. <laughs> I've seen no seri- no seriously. <laughs> It's <laughs> the eyes going back and forth. Yeah, she's kind of got this kind of like, you know how some people have like resting bitch face. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I think the joke was that she kind of has like resting psychopath face. <laughs> yeah, you're probably not wrong. This this game's weird. All right, so those facial animations is like a big old controversy that, you know, the animations are weird, and some of the the modeling of the face stuff is weird, and there's some newt-newt mouthing, and there's some eyeballs going way too far to either sides of the skull, and the ponytail that sometimes chooses to defy physics, and, and whatever. But let's talk about the game. This game feels like, hey, you remember Mass Effect? Here's some more Mass Effect. Aren't you happy we gave you more Mass Effect? And yo, yo, dog, I heard, I heard you like Mass Effect. So here's some more Mass Effect for your Mass Effecting. And um, I have to say, 
it it feels boring to me. What did you think, Alice? <laughs> um, I just thought it was like, well, it feels like a Mass Effect game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree with what I can't remember who said it. Um, and it kind of it was someone who said that it felt very much like the original Mass Effect, which generally would be considered a good thing. Yeah, except um, there was nothing interesting about this, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, I think that I think that the the differ the major difference is I think the original Mass Effect kind of led in on a couple of really strong characters. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not talking about Shepard. I'm talking about um, Anderson. No, I was thinking of um, you run into both oh, Garrus oh, oh, and okay. Tally like really early, and they became like series staples from mm-hmm. the out pretty much the outset. And Liara was amazing, and and Rex was yeah. But I mean, like Liara was like Liara was borderline optional at this point. Hmm. It wasn't until like Mass Effect Two did did she kind of like oh you're right uh, like really kind of stepped into things. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, yeah, it's just kind of like I think um, I think that the issue will be is uh, characterization. There, there isn't any good characterization so far. Like, yeah. you don't know why anyone's motivated. Everyone has, like, no history because they've been asleep for 600 years. And it, it, and everyone talks about you as though you're some sort of God's gift to pathfinding. And they never really establish why anybody couldn't be doing that job. Oh, I thought they were establishing that your dad was some kind of God-given well, gift. Well, yeah, but now you've inherited it. And now you have to do it because reasons. Reasons. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's like, why couldn't anyone else start becoming a Pathfinder right now? And why you've been waiting for so long for someone to go and explore worlds? This is not a special talent. Go look at stuff and go deal with problems. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's weird. Um, yeah. So I, I, I feel that the writing isn't very good. I feel that the characters aren't very interesting. And I feel like all the mechanics there, that all the checkboxes for Mass Effect game are there. You can scan stuff. You can go and explore planets. You can go and mine minerals. You can go and recruit people into your team and upgrade your weapons and go shoot people in the face. Um, and ultimately, the thing that I come to Mass Effect for is the setting, the characters, the world, and the story, and not the shooting so much. So even if they do a good job with the shooting which they seem to have, you know, I can still launch biotics at people. Um, I, I don't care as much because the story isn't grabbing me. Um, now, I only played about five hours, and uh, and the, I got to the end of the EA Access demo where it's like, thanks for playing this thing! Buy it if you want to play more! And it's like, well, thanks, guys. I'm glad I have a 10-hour demo that you put a gate in for whatever reason. Um, and so... You know, the whole facial animation thing aside, like, I that really doesn't kill the game for me. I mean, I, I can get over that. And Anna wasn't even bothered by it at all, right? So, um, if I'm not enjoying interacting with these characters, I don't feel any attachment to them, I don't feel like there's cool people, um, it's, it's really, really making me not care. Um, but they did introduce two people in that game. Um, what, there was a... a uh, an Asari and and a Krogan that they introduce in the first uh, world that you go down to to explore. Um, I'm, you probably did this too, Alice. And I really wanted to get to know them more rather than all the people they've introduced to me so far. And so what I'm wondering and what I'm waiting for as far as uh, 
the reviews goes is people who have played further and do get to actually interact with those characters do they help save the game do they turn this thing around and that's what i really don't know yet um oh so what's what's her name uh pb or peewee i don't know the 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 asari lady and then uh i don't know there's uh, something like that the rex replacement who's like who does something so cool is his intro that your character says hey that was cool <laughs> it's just like just terrible writing <laughs> that was pretty cool <laughs> like thanks dude <sighs> so i don't know um yeah so what do you think do you think this could turn around alice um i think it i think it can um yeah but yeah it's did you feel like there were too many powers to choose from to level too many things um, that were I, very similar well, I don't to know. each other i think it's i just think it's a case of i don't know just giving a lot of giving a lot of choice to the player can be an issue um but at the same time there are probably people who want that choice i don't know there's too many things that seem similar to me and it's like, why do I need all those choices? And then in within each choice, there's a power tree within each power. And it's like, okay, this is a lot of things to have to think about mass, uh, maxing out and, and equipping and designing loadouts. So I don't know. That was a little too much for me. But yeah. Uh, well, I see, I'm not going to pick the game up at release. Nope, so. me neither. <laughs> Um, but I was kind of never really intending to. I was starting like, to get excited. Like... like, I was starting to get... It was hitting home like, hey, Chris, there's a new Mass Effect game coming. This could be amazing. Think about all the all the cool interactions you had on the Citadel where you got to see, like, um, emotionless creatures try to do Shakespeare and, and then the whole thing with Blasto and all this other cool side stuff and the funny stuff. And, and I'm not getting that here in this game. And... It made me sad. And I guess it shouldn't be surprising, because, like, all the people who worked on Mass Effect, like, they're not there anymore. So, I don't even know what this is. Uh, yeah, someone said, I think it was, uh, it was, um, uh, this was developed by, effectively, the B-team from Mass Effect 3. Uh. And, hey, you saw what the A-team managed. <sighs> oh, no. <laughs> it's a good game but that story ending was just so south <sighs> well we don't need to rehash that discussion yeah i know it's just, that's the thing where like most of that game felt good because it was still dealing with characters you gave a crap about and then you know you have your ending that you could be upset about or whatever and then here i'm just having trouble finding characters i give a crap about yet so i don't know Maybe if the combat did more for me, I would be more excited about it. But yeah, I agree with you. I'm going to wait, see if they patch some things. Uh, more importantly, see if it goes on sale. And more and most importantly, see how it reviews. Does the story turn around? Does it turn like like five minutes after the demo ends? Does it turn into something that's like, oh, I'm totally in now? Because that's what I want to know. So we'll see. Uh, and uh, so what was our news story that got us back onto that? Um Oh, there was a, we had a stream up, so you can watch uh, Alex Severin, Severin Mira, excuse me, Alex Fuller, <laughs> uh, play through that. And is, where's that archived? It's on YouTube, Anna? And Twitch. YouTube and Twitch. So probably go to YouTube because the Twitch archives, I don't know how long they stay around, but yeah. 
Um, I think 14 days. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, so you could go see his stream. And um, if you have EA access, you could go download the game and try it out. And uh, whatever. So. Oh, we have a review up of Ease Origin on the site. And we have a review up of Atelier Furis. So. It got a bad score. Oh, did it? Two and a half out of five. Ooh, by Sam. She likes Atelier games. Mm-hmm. But not new Atelier games. Mm, this uh, mystery series is not cracking up to be what she was looking for. Yeah, that's the the latest trilogy. Yes. Yeah. All right, I think we're out of news. There wasn't a lot of news. Yeah, just briefs at this point. Like some people played uh, Diablo 3's Necromancer class at like PAX East, I think, or somewhere, because I keep seeing impressions of the Necromancer class. So I think it was at PAX East. So, um, and, and if it wasn't, then. I'm sorry for confusion, but I keep seeing people have been playing it. So that's out there. We don't have hands-on with that. But for those of you who like Diablo 3, like me, I want to let you know there's a lot of info out there on the on the Necromancer about how it feels. The problem is, is it the Necromancer, and I don't actually care about the Necromancer. My most important feature from the Necromancer pack is the extra stash tabs. So... Um, I guess I have a inventory hoarding problem in Diablo 3 that I need helped. <laughs> See, I can't wait to play the Necromancer because that was my favorite class in Diablo oh, 2. Okay. Yes. So there's like this whole thing about devouring corpses and getting new skeletons to rise up and all that stuff. So I guess you might care about See, those I'm... sorts of mechanics. <laughs> In the original game, it was possible to have so many skeletons spawn that you could crash a server. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> I bet you they won't let that happen here. Something tells me probably not. Alright. So now we got some quick updates here. We got uh, Sword Art Online Hollow Realization has an update that's live. Um, do we have any word whether or not it makes the game good? <laughs> no? Okay. Hey, no. the free-to-play MMORPG Terra is coming to consoles this year. Uh, if you're still playing Terra... You kind of liked it every time you I played did. it at an event. I did. No, no, I do. And um, you kind of came home and didn't want to play it. I, you are... Cor- well, no, I played it at home for yeah, a while. a little bit. And Miss Diana played for a while. And yeah. She played longer than me. Um, but eventually, um, I just never got into Endgame, and I don't know. I don't actually know. It's something about the progression got steep or, or something. I got distracted by other games. It happens with MMOs. Uh, it's only a special MMO like Final Fantasy Eleven that gets me to come back again. <laughs> And I played some of that this week, but I did not waste any of you guys' time talking about it. Thank you. Just want to let you know. All right. Victor Vran um, has an expansion called Fractured Worlds. Um, we got a story about it. Yeah, so you could go read that. Uh, oh, I, I don't know. This shouldn't be a brief. It's an expansion, right? All right. Well, all right. He's got to go piece well, together a... a Oh, we don't have very much info about it. Yeah, no, we don't. We have two sentences. Oh. And a trailer. I will read you the two sentences. Victor must piece together an astrolabe to get in order to get himself back home, though this is not without obstacle. Four new dungeons and increased level cap to sixty, and the new item type, talismans, are just some of the new features available in the expansion. Um I I saw Victor Vrand was it on sale? I don't know what's going on. Is this the one that's um, m- the world of Motorhead? No, world of Blind Guardian. What? 
Oh wait, no. I'm sorry. I was thinking about the next news story. I, no, I mean, there's like a. Is this the Motorhead one? Oh, there's a Motorhead DLC for Victor Vran. Oh, so so that's right. It's a Motorhead expansion is for Victor Vran, and that's called Motorhead Through the Ages, and whatever. I I can't keep up with all this stuff. So new game modes are coming to the dwarves. So uh, you have the game already. Do we They're play free? that? No. We played that? Should no, we play I'm not that? interested in this. It, wait, um, what kind of game is this? It's a tactical RPG. Yeah, I know. With dwarves. Why aren't you interested in it? Eh. It's based on novels. It has like an excuse to read books. Eh. What more do you They're want? They're adding horde mode and time challenge and chase mode. It looks chase good. Mode. What's wrong also, with you? they added very easy new achievements. Why are um, you interested improvement, in this? Or performance improvements and more graphical settings if you're on PC Mac Linux. We gave it a three out of five. Oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe it's that's just why. okay. Uh, but it's also, got dwarves. Vita. But you play so many. What? Oh, you you only care about Vita games this year. I'm That's the real Vita thing. I play Vita games, except for the 3DS games you play. Shut up! That was only two months. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> only two months, Anna. That's more of the year you've spent doing 3DS than Vita so far. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been three months. Uh, we got a new <laughs> game announcement called Area, which is a music-themed action RPG. And that's pretty much all we know right now. Um, it's coming out for PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One later this year. Um, Anima Gates of Memories is getting a physical edition in North America this week. So if you want to buy that, um, get it off of um, Amazon? Oh, is that where the special edition is? I'm. You're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why would it only be at one store? Um, sorry, uh, Nisa store. Nisa oh, store. Nisa store. Okay. I knew it was exclusive, but I couldn't remember. It would be weird where. for an exclusive physical edition to be at Amazon. Um, it's happened hap before. Really? Yeah. Oh, all right then. Never mind. It wouldn't um, be weird at all. It'd be we normal. have more Trails of Cold Steel. Oh my gosh, the Dwarves is a forty dollar game. But we're not going to talk about it because it has spoilers for the first what? two games. What does the the Dwarves? No. Oh, the trick. Oh. I talked over you. Trails of Cold Steel 3 info? Yes. That spoils the first two games. Yes. Got it. So let's not do that. Okay. So how awesome is this? So in 2007, uh -huh. a guy called Corey Burnell posted on a forum that he really wanted to work for Nintendo. Aww. And he was asking for advice on how he might go ahead and do that. Mm -hmm. He basically said- Well, no. He was, wanted to go work in Japan. And My dream is to live in Japan and work for Nintendo as a game designer. Yeah. Um. Someone noticed that his name is in the Breath it, of the it's Wild. It's in Breath credits. of the Wild, so yep. apparently he made it. Yep. Only ten years later. Yeah. Good job. Isn't that awesome? That's pretty awesome. I thought that was so cool. It's pretty awesome. All right. Um. So a bunch of Shin Megami Ten Tensei vets got together and made um a browser game called Shrine Maidens, where the shrines are actually maidens. What does that mean? So, the shrines are girls. I don't know what you're talking about. They're girls. So, like, name a Japanese shrine. I, I don't know. Uh, Suwa. Suwa Grand Shrine. Yeah. 
a girl would represent that shrine. Oh, okay. So this is like how people have girls who represent web browsers? Yeah. And okay. ships. Don't and forget the ships. Oh, and ships. Yep. And, and consoles. Tanks. Game industry. And consoles. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. This is planned for release on PC browsers first. Um, smartphones after that. And I just thought it was completely ridiculous and I had to bring it up. Is it an RPG? Well, I mean, considering... No considering, idea. Considering how successful the ship one was, it's hardly surprising. So this is a browser strategy RPG, it says. Okay. So uh, I guess it's going to be free to play? Yeah, maybe. But yeah, like probably not localized ever. Yeah, it, it has like three major names attached to it. So it was like... Uh, all of a sudden, it was like, "What? Like these are big oh, people?" Hey, I've I've seen this shrine, Itsu, uh, Itsukushima, which is near uh, Hiroshima Bay, and they've got a character based on that one, and yeah. you can get it by registering early. But it's, yeah, there you go. So yeah, there's your wacky and weird. That's weird. Um, there there might be some kind of Dragon Quest eleven announcement coming. Maybe like it might have been a mistranslation. What does that mean? Um, so basically, the Dragon Quest, um, um, the real opened at Universal Studios what Japan. Is that? What is that? It's a section of the park that's Dragon Quest themed. Do you get to like go point wands at things like in Mystery Quest or, no. or Magic Quest or whatever that is? But um, Yuji Hori was there and said um, everyone on the staff is Yes, working. you do. Yes, you do. It, you get to team up in a dungeon crawl style attraction that features battles and job classes for players. <laughs> Yes, Anna, we're going to Japan to go do this. Okay. I want to go with you. We, we could do a full party. RPG yes. cast trip to Japan yes. to play Dragon Quest. <laughs> All right. So he said, everyone in the staff, everyone on the staff is working incredibly hard on Dragon Quest Eleven, and I believe we'll have some kind of announcement in the coming days. Please look forward to it. Okay. Well, that doesn't mean much. Yeah. I mean. He he said like a year and a half ago that he wanted to announce it sometime within the 30th anniversary, which is. Um, but I thought they already announced DQ11. No, they wanted. That's to announce why we like know it's coming to multiple date. ports or possible. Yeah, I. Multiple sorry, systems. Let me rephrase that. He hoped to see it release within the 30th oh, anniversary. Anna. The 30th anniversary ends on Anna. May 27th. On the Silicon Era story for Shenmue 3, mm-hmm. it gave me an ad for Amazon to look at a GTX 1080 graphic card. <sighs> He wants me to buy a graphic card. Yeah, um, <laughs> there is a new uh, development diary for Shenmue 3, and it's a video. Have so they added good to the series yet? They added um, a physics engine. Quick time event test play. Okay, here we go. They've got a whole video of quick time events and how lo- many milliseconds you get to respond. All right, so okay. PlayStation and... PlayStation now announced that they were going to be adding PlayStation 4 games, but I'm not sure we should care because I don't think they're adding any RPGs. Oh, they didn't say anything about which games they added at all. Yeah. They have, they're no announced games yet. Yeah, they just, just said, we're going to have PS4 games on now. And it feels very much like a reaction to that Xbox One Game Pass, mm. which lets you download a bunch of games. Right. Which also is not out yet. <laughs> also... Don't buy crappy SD micro cards. Why not? Because one melted in someone's switch. What? Yep. So they, there was a bunch of tweets this week, all of which have been deleted, um, that a bunch of news stories quoted, but the Go Nintendo one was just easiest for me to grab because I was on the site <laughs> at the time. And so people got really, people were pissed off because they claimed their switch melted a, an, oh, their SD micro card, yes. except... Of course, it's not the Switch. It's the stupid SD micro card. 
Well, I mean, the Switch applied the temperature, but the SD card was made with cheap plastic. Right. I mean, this is something that happens with all devices when you have a shitty SD micro card. Mm. This is like not a Switch problem. This is the SD card problem. All right. Oops. The bottom one is that the SanDisk ones are pretty good quality and yeah. not that expensive. Don't so why it. you're cheaping out yeah, on micro, micro SD cards? Card. We got a cheap uh, Samsung one that's been working great. Yeah, but that's not like Elephant. Yeah, <laughs> Elephant. Remember that? Is that, that, a name, knock- is that no, an remember that brand? knockoff Android phone that I showed you when I was trying to figure out which games were compatible with Seeds of Memories? Mm-hmm. And it was like the knockoff the of elephant? a galaxy called the it's Elephant. The elephant. I love that. And it had like all of these little starbursts, like so much phone. Great. I I imagine that people were like buying SD cards at dollar stores or something and then wondering why they're melting. I mean, there are a lot of cheap SD micro cards out there and spending $300 on a console, it may feel good to spend $20 on like, a you know. But you can spend $20 on a name brand SD card. That's actually doable. That's the weird part. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, we have lots of feedback. We have voicemail. Well, let's start with voicemail. Okay. I want to start with voicemail because okay. it's been so long since people called. We had a vocal. The first one's from someone who's embarrassed and he's in the chat room now. So we're going to play your call. Don't feel stupid. It's cool. You're fine. Hi, Hi RPG cast. This is RJ. I'm calling from Wisconsin. Uh, your question was, what have you been pre-ordering, or if you've been pre-ordering, and I've been pre-ordering all the stuff. I've been taking advantage of the Amazon Prime discount. I've just got Horizon, uh, Torment, and Altar Ferris, and Nier, and I've got Mass Effect coming, and Persona 5 coming, and physical copy of Stardew Valley coming. Um, I've really enjoyed uh, Artillery Ferris. Um, the, having a time limit on those games does kind of improve your focus on what to do. Um, Horizon is wonderful, wonderful story. Haven't been able to get into Torment or Near as much as I would like to. Oh, that's it. Make Chris get his stuff out. That was the goal. I did it. <laughs> you did. Uh, wonderful hearing from you guys every week. Can't wait for next week. You did. Yay! You made me get my stuff out. Thank, Thank you, you, RJ. So he's he's like um, he's thinking Ferris's time limit is helping. So that's that's good, that's good sign and for you. Honestly, yeah, that's the thing is it's like my biggest complaint right now with Sophie, which is the previous game, is that it's because there's no time limit. I kind of feel set adrift. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know. That sounds like a good thing to me. But yeah, whatever. I know. So we'll see. All right, and next voicemail. We have two voicemails. What? Come on, play. <laughs> hey, this is Draconis calling RPG Cast. Couple questions for Chris. One, is he going to be doing an Is It Fine Now <laughs> website for the uh, Nintendo Switch? And two, how many more times have you ended up licking your Switch cartridges? Later. So Thank he- you, Draconis. <laughs> He has licked his Switch cartridge one more time. Twice total. Okay, because you brought one of the carts to the hockey game. Yeah, I didn't actually lick it there. Okay. I just tried to get someone else to lick it. Okay. I'm actually trying to get other people to lick our Switch cartridges <laughs> because I'm a monster. You are 
monster. But no one's taken me up on it yet. I mean, I think the dilemma... Even Anna won't try it. She's scared. Oh, no. I think the dilemma with with an is it fine now with the Switch is that there aren't that many problems. It's like the borked um, left Joy-Con. Yeah. And that's kind of... And that doesn't affect everybody. Misty Anna's telling me she's she's 12 feet away from her Switch and no problems. And like the scratched um, dock. But again, it's like 30 people. Hey, we put felt strips in our dock yeah. and a screen protector. <laughs> We're not taking any chances. We are set. Yeah. I mean, you could do an Is It Fine Now for the Mass Effect Andromeda glitches. That's some good stuff. Yeah. Well, I could. You didn't think it was funny. You were like mad at me showing you so many yeah. of those. Well, yeah, because after like 18 of them, I stopped giving a crap. But you, but they compared it to the Newt Newt penguin that you Newt, love. Newt Oh, all right. Well, it's uh, time for Canadian some emails. Things. All right, so David emailed and said, Hey, everybody, as far as pre-ordering games go, I tend to really only order collector's editions. So the last game that I pre-ordered was Persona 5 Take My Heart Edition. Um, Lord Gobaz on the forum said, I pre-ordered Persona 5. I don't usually pre-order games. In fact, they usually wait for the price to drop. But when it comes to Persona, all bets are off. Uh, Shaman says, I pre-ordered on Amazon as a matter of course, because the 20% off basically pays for a year of Prime and then some. This Best Buy had Gamers Club Unlocked in Canada. I would use that. Um, last thing I ordered was a set of Final Fantasy XII um, Zodiac, uh, The Zodiac Age, um, Cold Set Revolt, and RPG Maker FES. That's Starbury a lot Eggs of stuff. Says, I do pre-order, but it's always in a store. Um, I could do pre-orders through Amazon, but I'm old-fashioned, so I recently pre-ordered Fire Emblem Echoes, Shadows of Valentia. But that means you're walking into that store. Not necessarily. Uh, she might be dealing with a small local store. Oh, can you pre-order at Target? You can pre-order at Best Buy, can't you? You can pre-order at Best Buy. All right, that works. You can pre-order at Target. You can All pre-order right. at Walmart. Yeah, we got social media posts. Yes. So well, we asked the same. Period. We asked the same question. Do you pre-order games? Um, and what was the last one you pre-ordered? And our buddy Brandon bailed us out and said yes. Yay! The last game that I pre-ordered was Zelda: Breath of the Wild for Wii U. Well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> That's the last game we pre-ordered. No, it's not. Uh, Danganronpa 1-2 Volume Reload. No, whatever. that's the one last one that arrived. But I remember last week I made you pre-order the Utawarawara games. Oh, stop making me... Oh, Utawarawaramono? Yeah. I remember that. So, hey, we're going to have another question of the week. What is it? Um, You didn't think of one. Neither actually, we should, we should ask about Mass Effect Andromeda. I had a really good one that was on the Giant Beast cast that I wanted to steal. Well... I'm going to run it by you. Okay. I'm going to run it by you right now, and you okay. tell me if you want to steal it. Okay. What is a what game or game type thing do you have a talent as that you're really good at, at least at one point in your life, that you could brag about, or that was your thing? So what's your nerd talent? Yeah. Well, like, a, mostly video game related, but... I like my, I like my spin. Okay. What's your spin? What's your nerd talent? What's your nerd talent? Yeah. What's a nerd talent? Give an example of a nerd talent, Anna. Um, what's your nerd talent? I can focus really well on video games. <laughs> that's not a nerd talent. That's just playing video games. Yeah, but have you seen how fast I finish games? Yeah. That's a talent. That's a talent now. <laughs> no, seriously. The one thing that people message me after like watching me play a game on Twitter and they're like, I can't believe you beat that so fast. That is a talent. Because you have no job. Well, you have no full-time job that takes you out of the house right and that is and that's what i tell people it's like a lot of my because i don't work nine to five 
um, I will have like half an hour of work and then I will have half an hour where I am waiting for people to answer emails or proofread what I have written or like I have to watch a post but I, there's only so many times I can hit F5. So I have like a whole bunch of these like little 15 to 30 minute gaps where I can pick up and play a game and then put it down and do some work and then I pick up my game for another 15 to 30 minutes and then I put it down and do some work. And yeah, that shit adds up fast. Do I have a nerd talent, Anna? You can sing? That's a that's a talent talent. That's not a nerd talent, is it? You sang Devil Survivor? I did sing Devil Survivor. I did well in a in a competition at a blockbuster when I was a kid. Oh and, man. And won uh and won free video game rentals for a year. I used because I was good at Donkey Kong Country. I used to win twenty free rentals every three months. Oh, nice! Because um, the the youth group at my old uh, cathedral did a video game contest for the youth group every three months, and um, it, it took them about a year and a half to realize that I won every single time. <laughs> they changed the format after that. <laughs> it took them that long. Yeah, I won six times in a row before they realized that I was winning every single time. Really? Yep. Well, no, actually, I no, I forgot. There was one time in the middle of those that I didn't go, and so I didn't win. So I won three, and then I missed one, and then I won three more. So you should have been throwing it every other time. <laughs> I mean, the dilemma that we had is the place where I got the 20 fair rentals was clear across town, so my mom didn't really want to go that often. Uh, so I would go, and I'd rent, like, multiple games for, nice. like, multiple days. Nice. And then we would return them on ass. Oh, well. Do you have a nerd talent, Kelly? Okay. Wait, you, you draw to, stuff. Well, yeah, there's that, but I also used to program music for a radio station. Mm. So I have a weird memorization of length of classic rock songs. <laughs> like, I know I know for a fact that most of Pink Floyd's hits, they only have one song that's under five minutes. Nice. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Alice, do you have a nerd talent? Um, I have a weeb talent. Oh, what's that? Well, I can speak basic Japanese. Oh, you speak basic. Oh man, that's like the prime nerd talent. That's the nerd talent in its purest form. You can like do so many other things with that base talent. Chris, you are literally rocking my monitors. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I actually I can't think of anything else. I mean, I have a. I don't know. I have a degree in. Socks next. In, <laughs> I have a degree in video game programming. Hey, <laughs> you have a professional nerd talent. I love it. No, not that I actually use it in my well, day-to-day go jo- job. But... Get a job, you bum. Nah, Sorry. Nah, go get a job, get you a bum. Job. Come on. No, I have a. a no, I said I have a job. I well, just don't use. I, I don't have a job in the video game industry. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, for God's sake. I do. Do you have any idea how competitive that industry is? <laughs> Not a clue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really, really. Especially shows in the UK, where you have a very large pool of people competing for a shrinking number of jobs. Exactly. I mean, as I said, I'm, the, 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 the baseline that I often use is, and I know I've told this story before, but for anyone who missed it, um, I was at GDC uh, in Europe in 2011. I think it was, yeah, in 2011. And um, Creative Assembly, who are a development team responsible for uh, the Total War series, were hiring programmers for it was an unannounced, licensed first person shooter, which everyone now knows as Alien Isolation. 
Um, Ooh, that's the and, bad one, right? No, no, that's the good one. Oh, that's a good one? Okay. Yeah, Alien Isolation. You're thinking of Alien Colonial Marines. Okay, all right, good. Um, so um, their entry programmer position required you to have released, I think it was two games at a commercial value of more than £4.99. <laughs> That's right. entry level. That's that's it required lot. you to already be a commercially successful programmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the problem that I have when I look up community manager jobs. I'm not actually looking to change jobs, but it was like um, Sony put out a thing for like a junior level social media coordinator, and it was like preferred three to five years of previous experience. Keep in yep. mind, a lot of people put really inflated. Um, things on there I know and you can still apply and get no in. you can and I mean I, I'll I think I've told the story before on the podcast about the scuba diver that became a professor at my former university mm. so I won't bore you with it again all right but yeah no I mean the problem is is they they try to give as many of qualifications like that so they can get a really good person for re- relatively cheap all right it just it's very discouraging alright so while Alice works this week on perfecting her nerd talent and getting hired in the video game industry I'm going to tell you what games are coming out so this week comes out Mass Effect Andromeda yay okay Token N2 for Windows, Playstation 4 and Vita uh, Mario's there's like multiple Token games coming out this week it should just be the one um oh right maybe it's in two weeks that the other two are coming out what other ones um hang on let me go to my master list oh you're talking about uh oh i didn't write them down because i was only interested in the one of them maybe there's toho games coming out this week and there's two of those you're not interested in toho games okay um unless you're interested in shmups um, this is Toho Gensel Wonder. Oh, right. Are you sure that's not an RPG? Nah, it's a visual novel or something, right? Uh, no. Is that the roguelike? Maybe. Oh, I don't remember. There's two... T- there's Go look it up. I can't handle yeah. it either. There, there's two games that have similar names coming out this week, and I can't remember if it was Tukiden or Toho because... <laughs> I'm sorry, Tukiden? <laughs> Tokiden. Tukiden. <laughs> he <laughs> plays Toucan Sam on his grand adventure. Tukiden. Shut up. Uh, While he's looking that up, um, things that also come out this week, Mario Sports Superstars. On the 3DS, I I don't know why I put that on here, just because... Because it looks like it's either going to be really good or a total train wreck, and reviews seem to kind of tilt it both ways. Nice. The Xeroscape games are hitting, uh, getting their re-release on PS4 and Vita and Windows. On Friday. So you can buy them on Vita again, which I don't know why you would do. We... Um, because it includes the first one, which was never coming out on Vita, and the second one, oh. which only came out on PSP. Oh, that was a PSP game? Uh, no, maybe. it wasn't. I have it on Vita physical. Okay. okay. Well, we're getting it because I wanted the first game, and I don't want to play the sh- the uh, slow, slow version on the DS. Oh, Anna. The story makes it makes. Oh, when you're done with that game, I'm going to tell you what you missed out on. All right, the ending of an age, fading rain, rain. The the end of an age. Fading Remnants is on PC on March 23rd. That is a RPG Maker RPG, so that's on Steam. And The Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus hit Switch uh, yesterday. yesterday. So, and so <sighs> did all of the um, digital found or digital uh, 
the the world of goo type games yeah and uh little inferno and human but that's yes. not those aren't rpgs so. no but it's good to mention because right, it's the cool. switch and it doesn't have that i'm just games. trying to focus i'm trying to focus so i don't have 800 games to read that nobody cares about uh that's it for the show what are you gonna play this week anna marie uh dungeon travelers 2 alice wilkinson same as this week i've got work again. i've got night shifts this week so i'm gonna be busy until uh thursday all right uh, uh kelly 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 ryan kelly what are you playing this week you know Gonna try and finish Risky's Revenge so that I can start Pirate's Curse and no, more, Zelda? more Zelda. More Zelda. No, of course, more Zelda. I'm gonna play more Zelda and then I'm gonna go take a nap. I think uh, maybe I should start with the nap. I don't feel good. <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining us. Sorry, I've been out of it. I've been sick. And uh, yeah, go and get yeah, go and get some rest. I think us. so. I think that's a plan. Thanks, everybody, for being on. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Dale Nor, for the music and Kelly for the the picture that the show represents or something. And oh, we'll see you next week. 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, every week. 608-279-4098 is the phone number. Call in with your nerd talent and tell us all about it. Or email us at podcast.rpgamer.com or go to forums.rpgamer.com and post it there. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Until then... Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.